Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, and I am always excited about every guest we have, especially today, because right here, sitting across from me, is my buddy Mark Hunter, the sales hunter, who uh, helps individuals and companies identify better prospects, close more sales, and create more profit long-term. That's what business is all about. But another thing about Mark is he understands leadership and management pretty darn well. We're going to learn a lot of lessons about how to run a business, uh, how to get more sales, all kinds of interesting things that are important to everybody in any business. Be glad that today you are listening to Amazing Business Radio. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on today. Very much appreciate it. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. The first thing I always do is ask my guests, give us a little background, tell us who you are, where you're from, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Well, sure. Let's get back to my background. I really owe my, my career to the Seattle Police Department from an ironic situation. I went to Did call, they arrest you? They, no, I was never convicted. Let's put it this way. When I was a senior in college, I was not looking forward to a career in sales. I was actually going to become a disc jockey and do something else. Give and, us a disc jockey voice. Well, you're listening to the Mindy 95 KQZ Radio, 719 in the city. Very anyway, cheesy, anyway. very cheesy, very but cheesy. I like it. Very 70s. That's right, that's right. We're dating our age right here. Very 70s. That would be a Venus flytrap and Johnny Fever. <laughs> you got okay, it. And if anybody listening knows who that is, we know how old you are. Yes, and you know there is a statue to them in downtown Cincinnati, so you can go really? find that. Yes, there is. Oh, wow, w- I love that. WKRP. Anyway, yeah. my background. By the way, that, that let's just, for the people who don't don't know. Just go ahead and, and Google WKRP in Cincinnati, one of the greatest TV shows, uh, I think, of all time, one of the great sitcoms. Uh, and, and what I love about it, when I was in college, that was mandatory in my radio and TV class to watch that and report back every week. I learned a lot from them. Anyway. Great. So go ahead. I anyway, interrupted. Yeah, it's okay. The Seattle Police Department uh, awarded me with three speeding tickets in the course of about four months, which meant about six months out of college. Uh, I received a notice that I couldn't afford my car insurance, which left me looking for a career in, well, something that I could drive a vehicle. That meant either a taxi cab driver, bread truck driver, or sales. Well, I chose the latter, sales. So that's really how I jumped into sales. And you know what? I, I jumped in as a skeptical sales person. Because I really didn't want sales. You know what I found? What out? were you going to sell? I wasn't sure, but just give me something that supplies me with a car. That's all I wanted was give me a car. So, so they I, had to give you a car and pay for your insurance in order for you to survive. That was the only <laughs> way I was going to survive. But you know what I quickly found was it was amazing how the art of communication and the art of leadership really, really drives sales. And so really early on, I had the fortune to spend about 15 years with three Fortune 200 companies. Really had a terrific career there. And then about 1998, I said, you know what? I quit. I'm going to go out on my own. And, well, the rest is history. And so that's what you're doing. And now out on your own means what? Out on my own right now, what what it means is I travel about 230 days a year uh, worldwide. Driving? No, no. I do, Somebody I do, give you a car? I, I do very little driving. I got over that insurance problem. Anyway, uh, no, I, 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 I really travel the world as, as I speak both to associations and to companies on the air, you know, in the area of sales and also leadership. And what I like to say is sales is leadership leadership 
is sales. And uh, so go ahead and, and expand on that because um, what does that mean? That sounds very Yoda-like. Well, it does sound Yoda-like. And what, what it really means is that if you think about it, a top-performing salesperson, not, not just one year but year in, year out, they can only attain and stay at that level by really being seen as a leader. You think about a great leader. A great leader is a great communicator. What are they doing? They're really selling. Because really, whether it be sales or whether it be leadership, the definition is the same. Helping others see and achieve things that they didn't think were possible. And so you feel that's sales. That is sales, and that's also leadership. So if I'm trying to sell uh, you this pen, how does leadership play into this? Well, I'm not going to look at that pen unless I first respect you. And one of the first things I'm going to look to is I'm going to say, hey, is there leadership in Shep Hyken? Because if you think about it, we're always going to do more business with those who we see as a leader. And this not only holds true in sales, but think about it as an employer. As an employer, if you're not seen as a leader to your employees, you're not going to be able to retain your employees. Well, let's back up. You're not even going to be able to attract the employees that you want. So I think that it sounds to me like a big part of leadership and sales is respect and trust. It is respect and trust, and it's really built on a foundation of integrity. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't demonstrate integrity in your lifestyle, there is no way that you're ever going to be seen as a leader. In fact, as you know, as I like to say, if if, if you don't have integrity in your leadership, you're a fraud. I would I would agree with that. All right, so um, I, there's a number of questions that I have here, but I want to jump to one. Who are some of the people or companies? that our listeners might recognize that are doing this right, that are doing this type of leadership right? Well, let's let's call out right here Southwest Airlines and Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it, Southwest Airlines, very unionized. And you know what's interesting is the, the founder, he personified leadership, Herb, Herb Kelleher. Yet today, the CEO, uh, a gentleman by the name of Gary Kelly, does a terrific job of demonstrating and living leadership and you think you see it in all the employees. Now, let's flip over to Chick-fil-A. Hey, this is a company that really employs a tremendous number of 16- and 17-year-olds. They don't even know what leadership is all about. Yet, what do you see in them? You see leadership in them. Spe- I, I'll tell you what you see. A lot of times you see potential leadership. Yes. They are obviously hiring right. They're getting the right kids in who have the right mindset. Then they're training them. And they're amazing, these kids. They are doing a great job with the kids because what are they doing? They're showing them. They're modeling leadership. So I I love that. So two great companies, Southwest Airlines, who I admire, not necessarily my favorite airline just because I like my cushy seat uh, up at the front of the plane uh, because I get my free upgrades, right? I'm I'm all over that with you. A free upgrade at Southwest is you get to move toward the front of the line to get on. You get to have the exit row, right? Right, and you get the exit row, which I, I think is fine. I mean, as a business model, their people are great. Uh, they do a great job. Uh, it's just a different airline. And I know we're getting off point here. So one of the things you talk about is management versus leadership. What are the key differences in your mind between those two? Well, if you're managing, you're managing an activity. If you're leading, you're leading people. One of the greatest challenges we have today, and it it doesn't matter whether or not it's a small business or a big business, here's what's happening. We are spending all of our time managing the activity and not really leading the people. What I tell leaders, what I tell business owners, what I tell any manager I work with, lead your people. 
dedicate time on your calendar to to lead your people to help them get to a new level. Yeah. So, uh, how does somebody know that they're making great impact with people as a leader, not just a salesperson? And forget about even being a salesperson. How do they know they've got leadership qualities? Well, leadership qualities are seen not in what you do, but are seen in what your people do when you're not around. If you think about this, if, if, if your people aren't achieving a higher level when you're not around, then you really haven't done a good job of leading because you haven't helped them attain a higher level of accomplishment. How do you do that? Well, you do that, first of all, modeling the behavior. I, I, I love talking about lifestyle leadership. You have to model lifestyle leadership. What this is, is you are a leader the same as you are away from work as you are at work. And what does that mean? It means really having confidence and competence in the people that you are having to lead. You, A, you show them what they're supposed to do. You explain to them why. And you help them understand what is the outcome that they're going to achieve. But most of all, you have to believe in them. Leader, leaders today do not spend enough time, and, and I'm really serious about this, believing in the people that they're leaving. So, and, and wh- where, where do they find the hang-up on that? I mean, and I'll be the first to tell you, you know, uh, as an entrepreneur, and many of the people listening to this show are entrepreneurs, when they get into business, they, if they're solo entrepreneurs and they start out and then they start adding a person here and a person there, next thing you know, they have half a dozen people, 25 people. And they don't trust anybody to do anything because chances are they did it themselves at one point, and then now they're expecting somebody else. And they and you're thinking, you know, these entrepreneurs are going, well, they can't do it nearly as well as I can. Is that I mean, what's part of the problem with with leaders letting go and having that confidence and confidence in their people? You summed it up well because they won't let go. And this is, you know, we became an entrepreneur because we could do something better than anybody else. So we're going to continue to do it no matter how much we grow. We don't. One of the biggest problems I think entrepreneurs have is they're not willing to let go. And you know what's interesting when you let go? It's amazing how somebody else you believe in will suddenly figure out a better way with which to do something. I've got se- I got several people on my staff, and and it's hard for me to let things go. But it's amazing. I let things go, and wow, they do a great job. It comes back even better. Right. We, we achieve a higher outcome. And not only do you achieve a higher outcome, you probably realize uh, that you now have extra time to do something that you're really good at. Well, that's the whole thing because the greatest asset – the most the the only limited asset we have is our time you know how do we how do we use our time best and the way we use our time best is by getting other people engaged in what we're supposed to be doing yeah yeah good all right i'm going to wrap up with one more question before we take a short break and that is we talked about southwest we talked about chick-fil-a we're talking about individuals what prevents people or companies from getting it right when it comes to leadership well, I, I think it's it's the short-term quest in trying to make the bottom line. What happens is we get into we have to make the quarterly number, we have to make the monthly number. So what happens is we don't allow ourselves to look at the long game. If you think about it, leadership, is really a long game. It's about developing people. Managing is about that short-term, quick thing, and that is one. That's probably the biggest simple single thing that we can do is, hey, take a step back, relax. And if you think about it, some of the greatest leaders out there were great strategists because they could think long term. Right. I think that's it. You you look at Sony has a 100-year plan. And how long does your plan go out? 
I'm embarrassed to say it probably only goes out about 12 months. Wow. I remember in 1983, I started my business, and I put together a 10-year plan. Uh, I was uh, just – I had just turned 23, and I was uh, – I don't even know if I would quite turned 23, but I was getting ready to look at my plan, and I decided after listening to Zig Ziglar and setting goals and creating that plan, I was going to go out 10 years until age 32. And around age 30, I had hit my goals. So from age 31 until age 40 became my next 10-year plan. And I've always worked in that 10-year plan. Then I went up to the strategic coach program in Chicago, and everybody listening knows I love to talk about Dan Sullivan and the strategic coach. And I started to come up with a 25-year plan. And you think about it, that's a pretty big deal. And I'm not... I'm, I'm not sure I have 25 I, – I know I have 25 years left in my life. Hopefully I have 50 years left in my life. But if the world says you're supposed to be retiring and then, you know, in your 60s and even in your 70s, you know, I think a 25-year plan is going to take me beyond that. And uh, I'm kind of excited because if you really look at that long-term plan, what happens in those latter years are probably the things you really want to do in life. And you know what? You're jazzed about it. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, it's funny, but – when we do look long-term, it's amazing how jazz we can become. And, you know, think about that. Leadership is really having passion, having passion to achieve a higher level yourself. Not right. Only- and you can bring that long-term passion into your short-term view. So this is awesome. Mark, we're going to take a real short break. When we come back, you have uh, 10 specific traits of a leader. And I want to talk about those. I want to go through each one of the 10. I think everybody's going to hear this. It's going to be helpful. They're going to learn. So this is Amazing Business Radio. My name is Shep Hyken. We've been talking with Mark Hunter about leadership. Don't go away. We'll be right back. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.sheponDemand.com. Once again, that's sheponDemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Mark Hunter about leadership Mark, you have come up with 10 letters. Uh, I, I guess it's an acronym, if you will, 10 leadership traits. Uh, and uh, why don't you take us through that? I think it's pretty interesting, and it's a fun way that you've done it. Sure. If we take the word leadership, let's go ahead and break it down. L is listen. E, empower. A, attitude. D, driven. E, energize. R, relate. S, simplify. H, helpful. I, imagine and P, passion. All right, and that spells leadership for those that couldn't figure it out. Okay, it is leadership. Now, that's uh, that's 10 traits, 10 letters, and I think, I, actually, as I look at this list, I don't see anything that doesn't belong there. I'm gonna We're going to go through them one at a time for those who go, oh, my gosh, i got to pull over, i got to stop, I, I, I want to write it down. Well, we'll go over it again, and we're going to go over them one at a time, and I want you to give me a couple of sentences on each one. Uh, we've got plenty of time here, Mark, so yeah, let's get into let's, it. I don't want to leave one out because no. all of them are I have a, I have a favorite one here. Well, that's good because I want to hear what your favorite one is, mm-hmm. and I'll share with you at the end what my favorite one is. I'll give you is. my top three, but I do have a favorite one. Okay. But there's we're, three here we, we that gotta, I love. we got to get this narrowed down. To all right. One. Okay. L, listen. You know, leaders must take the time to listen. If you're not listening 
what you're doing is dictating. And if you think about this, one of the great, especially with millennials, if you think about it, if you're in an organization where you hire millennials, you've got to be able to listen to them because they are looking for authenticity. They're looking for real, and they're looking for the ability to be developed. And they want you to hear them, and they want you to appreciate yes. them, and they want to feel like they're needed. Yes. And let's not go down the participation award track on that one, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, e, empower. You've got to be able to empower people. You, you have to allow people to have a level of responsibility and a level of control. What you're doing is you're accepting their thinking. You're inviting them to think. You're encouraging to, them to think. It's a mind. You know, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. Don't waste it if they, if they have the privilege to work for you. So empower. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before, where the Ritz-Carlton empowers housekeepers to spend up to $2,000 on a guest. We've talked about one to say yes, two to say no, where if you have to say no to a customer, you have to go get a manager's approval. I mean, this is customer service, but but think about it. I know I go into a, a store, and I had a question one day, and the person said to me, I have to check with my manager to get approval. And they went back, and they got approval. And I said, have you ever asked this question of the manager before? And what do you think the person said? No. No. They said, yes. Ah. Yes. I said, often, pretty often. I go, why do you have to keep going back and getting approval for the same things? I mean, once it's been approved once, don't you think a person should be smart enough to know it's probably going to be approved a second and a third and a 500th time? See, now think about that. Isn't that a difference between managing and leading? Because you think leading, you'd communicate and say, Let, let's do it. This becomes accepted right. norm. Perfect. I set you up for this, by there the way. There you go. Thank, Great. Thank you. Thank you for the software, which, which takes us to A, attitude. All right. What is your attitude? You know, think about this. When I see companies or when I hear managers, when I hear people say, oh, the culture of this company stinks, I, I can't help but think, then you know what? You stink. Culture starts at the top. Attitude starts at the top. If you don't have a great attitude, why should you ever expect your people to have a great attitude? Right. I think it's, and it's contagious. Oh, it's contagious. Attitude, without a doubt. It's amazing. One friendly person, it's amazing how it creates, and I could go off on to that one, but hey. But um, as a leader, we have to exhibit the right attitude. And you know what? We have to overplay our cards. Leaders have to overplay your cards. And oh, keep in mind, as a leader, it's not just what you say, it's what you don't say. It's your body language. And, oh, by the way, it's what you do when you're not visible to them. You know, you really think about it. Authentic leadership is 24-7. It's not like you're on stage and I'm going to be a leader. And now I'm off stage and I can be a jerk. I could be an idiot. No, uh-uh, <laughs> no. uh-uh, no. uh-uh. No way. Hey, D, driven. 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 Think about it. we got to draw. You, it, why should you ever expect your people to really go to the next level if you're not willing to go to the next level? Nothing irritates me more than I'm dealing with a with a business owner or a franchisee or something like that. Oh, yeah, we open up at 6 a.m. What time do you get there? Oh, I roll in about 9, 9.30. What does that tell your people? It, it tells you people, hey, don't worry about rolling in at 6 o'clock. So on every every one you've mentioned so far, and as I look at this list of the six more that are coming up, you know, you've got listen, empower, attitude-driven – one of the things I'm hearing is that the leader not only has to be good at these, the leader must be the role model The of leader these. is the role model. Leadership is a role model. Like, without a doubt, energize. Are, are, do you energize your people? And, 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 again, this really comes back to you. I mean, are, 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 you, the, are you that quiet schmuck that sits, sits on the street corner? The quiet schmuck. That sits on the street corner. Now, that, that, now there's a visual example right, for you there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or relate. One, one of the big challenges, especially when you, when you see organizations 
uh, where you have a hierarchical structure. And and the people at the top make a significant, you know, they're part of the, not necessarily the 1%, but we'll say the 2 or 3%. And they're they're talking to their people about how they're vacationing in the Caribbean or the Riviera, and their employees are just thankful to be able to go to the KOA campground for the weekend. You know, you got to be able to, your people have to understand that you can relate to them at their level. Right. S, simplify. It's not easy to be simple. Oh, hey, some of us do a better job of it, you know, for those of us who made the upper half of our class possible. Simplify. This isn't, we don't need to, we don't need to make things complex. How do we take the difficult and make it easy for our people to understand? Because you know what happens? They are more, they're going to be more willing to be engaged, helpful. Are you willing to jump in? Now, this isn't taking over their job. No, 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 no. Each person is dedicated to their job. They, they have their commitment that they have to fulfill. But it's being willing to help out when time is of the essence. Being there for them, helping them or allowing them to know that you're there for them. I imagine. I love imagine. This is, this is my hot, these last two are my hot buttons imagine you know leaders have to set a vision leaders have to set a vision and if you can't imagine success at a different level your people achieving success at a different level and allowing them to see that it, that really is believing in your people which, i like imagine yeah that's I, I, my favorite well, one i had a i had a feel, that is my I had, favorite I had one a feeling with your background that was going to be your hot button that's good that's good and the last one is passion you know passion it's not passion for what you do it's passion for your people you know at the end of the day your job is to help your people to be able to really take care of the people that they take care of you know if you think about it you know you have employees and they've got kids they've got family members they've got others what are you doing to really help that to me is is a level of passion and commitment and if you think about it passion I really like to think is it's doing everything with with a real purpose and intent. Yeah, yeah. I, I like passion a lot. Yeah, and obviously my favorite one is imagine. Can you guess which of the other two? Of I said I'm going to give you my top three. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bench I'm gonna venture to say it's it's passion. Also. It is passion is one of them. But Very I'm good. I'm going to say it's going to be either driven or energized. It is energized. Oh, ooh, bingo! Is, this guy's good. This guy's good. He yeah. he reads me like a book. Uh, but so I, I have read your books. They're all good. They're all good. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. Uh, imagine. I think everybody uh, in leadership and anybody that wants to move forward has to be able to see what's around the corner. I don't care if you've just gone to work and you're young. If you want to be a leader, you need to understand what the future will hopefully look like. And you you focus on that. You get there. You have a plan. Uh, You have to have your passion for it. And you have to have uh, the energy to make it happen. And uh, I love this. Ten letters. You've used leadership. The word is an acronym. Love it, love it, love it. All right. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about very specific Uh, strategies, concept, techniques, tactics, whatever you want to call them, that people can do to increase their ability to lead. We're talking with Mark Hunter, who is the sales hunter. My name's Shep Hyken. This is Amazing Business Radio. We'll be right back. If you're an entrepreneur and run a small business, then Sarah Petty's book, Worth Every Penny, is for you. Sarah shares tips on how to create a profitable business without participating in a slash-and-burn price war with your competitors. 
If you want to maximize your advantages over the big box stores, go to Amazon.com and check out Sarah Petty's book, Worth Every Penny. Build a business that thrills your customers and still charge what you're worth. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken back here on Amazing Business Radio on the CBS Play It Network. We're talking with Mark Hunter about leadership. And, Mark, you've given us some great information, some great background. You've given us the 10 traits to sum up what great leaders are about. What are two or three important things that people can do to increase their ability to lead? You know, one of the easiest things you can do is ask your people every day, and it's the same two questions I want you to ask yourself. What did I learn today? And how am I going to use it tomorrow? Now, stop and really begin to put these questions into perspective. If you ask your people at the end of every day, what did you learn today? How are you going to use it tomorrow? You know what it does? It suddenly begins changing their thinking. It suddenly begins that, whoa, wait a minute, they're supposed to learn. Because what do you want? You want to create a learning environment that goes on 24-7. And, oh, by the way, make sure you ask yourself that question. Because you know what's interesting? If your business has not been disrupted already, it will be very soon. Because, boy, are we moving into that, really, that rental economy. So, so that's good. How do you get people into that mindset? I mean, how do you teach them to become learners? Because that's not what people think about when they come to work. You know what? It's, it's not, but I don't think it's as big of a paradigm shift a, as you realize because, you know, you're, you're still the employer and you have the ability to ask that person, what, what did you learn today? And any employee knows that, well, there, there's a little, little level of accountability that they got to answer that question. And you know what you're going to find is the first few times you ask that question, you're going to get a pretty lame answer. They're, they're going to stare at you and go, duh, you know, you know, like your high school kid does to you. But after a while, they're going to begin, they're going to really begin thinking. And what you want to do is you want to have your organization to where everybody is sharing one big idea every week across the organization. Success creates success. You know, you don't want to be, you as a leader, don't want to be the only one coming down from the mountaintop with the tablets and the great ideas. You want your people coming up with the ideas. So I'm envisioning right now Moses coming down with the, uh, do you remember, uh, was, what was the movie, uh, the Mel Brooks movie? These are the 15 and then he five of them fall. Falls. The 10 yeah. commandments. <laughs> yes, there you, go. there you go. And with my luck, I'd stumble and fall. There's the one left that we have. Yes. No, but I, I like that. Uh, we have something here we call a moment of innovation. And uh, one of my clients, I learned this from him years ago, he required everybody in his company to come up with an idea that would improve the company. He didn't care if it was a a money-making idea, a money-saving idea, a safety idea, uh, just anything that would make it better, a green idea. If it meant, hey, if we had a bigger wastebasket, I wouldn't have to empty the wastebasket three times a day, and that's the idea. It doesn't sound like much, but he had 300-plus uh, employees that he asked to do this every week. So at the end of the week, he had 15,000, or at the end of the year, he had 15,000-plus ideas. And he admitted that about 14,950 of them weren't very good. But the other 40 or 50 were amazing, and it took his company to a whole nother level. Imagine if you asked people to share, what did you learn this week, every week? That would be pretty powerful. Because the insights you're going to learn, because they're, they're customer-facing. They're out there experiencing things that you've never seen before. And it's amazing when people begin to reflect back and they get ready. Uh-oh, he's going to ask me. She's going to ask me, what did I learn today? What did I learn this week? 
it's amazing what you will learn. And you know what I like about this? This isn't that, you know, oh, put your recommendation into the box once a month and we'll, we'll talk about it at the employee meeting. This is ongoing. This is, this is, this is real life now. All right. That's a great one. Give me another one. Give you another one. Well, simply, hey, what are you doing yourself? Because here's the whole thing. you got to be able to share with your people as to how you're different. Who are you looking to? You know, one of the things that I always I always challenge leaders to do is if you have an office, you have a desk, what leadership books do you have on your desk? Now, this is – I book. actually – I'm going to tell you the book I have. I have High Profit Selling by Mark Hunter. You know, that's a really a great book. I heard that, it's a fantastic that is, book. That is absolutely – It's a, a best-selling a book. book. It, it is a dynamite book. There you go. Yeah. 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 But, you know, now it sounds a little bit cheesy, but you know what's funny? It is amazing how leaders become respected for what they hang – you know, for what's around them. Right. You are who you're with. I mean, I think the book idea is a great idea. I'm just going to lay important books out on my desk. No, I'm just kidding. I, I no, would hope that you have – and I have a feeling you do I, read, I them. Think you that, do read the, them. I think that my staff knows because I come back from conferences with books. Uh, Amazon sends books, uh, and they're sitting on my desk. You can actually look behind my desk right now. There are five, six, seven books uh, that are just waiting to be read. Uh, that pile goes up and down depending on what week it is. Uh, but my goal is I try to read about one business book a week. It, it sounds aggressive. Oh, no, that's very good. Most of those books are still shrunk wrap, and it looks like they're no, going, no, going, they're no, not, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but no, the truth is one book a week. And by the way, that doesn't mean I spend 10 hours reading the book. If I love the book, it might take me two weeks to read that book because I will get into the nitty-gritty. I'll take notes. I'll study it. Most books take me about two to three hours to go through. I can do that on a nice long flight. And uh, it's a little bit deeper than a skim, but I'm able to look through it. Oh, here's a good section. It applies. And I think everybody should should have that. I think that may be something we implement here. Leaders. Uh, quarterly yeah. book reports. There you go. Leaders are learners. Leaders are learners. Yeah. yeah. I know that's cheesy. That's been said by many, many people. But, boy, it's so true. Yep. So you, uh, give me a third one. Well, a, a third one is who are, who and what ideas are you bringing back in? Now, this plays off kind of what what we talked about before, but here's the whole thing. What ideas are you bringing? Look outside your industry. Too many problems, too many challenges within businesses today is because we are really breathing each other's exhaust within our industry. And what I want to challenge you is to look outside your industry. What are some ideas? What are some things that you can see? And then bring them back in and share them with your people. Leadership is really about getting ideas moving through the organization because what are you trying to do? You're helping your people to see and achieve things that they did not think were possible. Right. So these three ideas that you just shared, uh, what did you learn? Okay, great. What did you learn today? What did you learn this week? I think that's great. That might be a fun piece to do uh, ask everybody to say hey every week uh, we do this moment of magic exercise where we what's the best customer service that we provided with somebody a compliment that we received or something so we can share something we've done for someone else both an internal or external customer uh, but what did you learn might be a good one to add to that um, what are you reading I think that's powerful uh, maybe to implement a, maybe a, a book club of sorts if I Love a book. Why don't I love it enough to buy it for every one of my employees? And challenge your people. You read one chapter a week, and you have a 10-minute discussion on that chapter. Right. Move on to the next week. I think it's great. And then finally, what ideas is leadership bringing to the table? Or what are they hearing from others 
that they could say, you know what, I've been listening to what you've said. Uh, let's let's talk about how to roll something out. And I think when people hear it and then they see it happening, I think they feel like they're a part of it. And get outside your industry. Be looking and be watching things that are happening outside your industry. All right. Love it. Love it. All right. We are almost out of time. So I'm going to ask you my one thing question. If there's one thing that you want to share with us, it could be something different. It could be something you want to emphasize. But when we finish this interview, people say, I loved it. And especially that one thing that he shared with us. I want to share with you a concept called legacy leadership. Legacy leadership. At 16 years of age, I worked for McDonald's. I spent six years with McDonald's Corporation, and I thoroughly loved it. My first manager was a gentleman by the name of Phil Groff. How's Phil? Phil, I have no idea. I haven't seen him (laughs) in a long time. But here's the interesting thing. Phil demonstrated leadership to me. And I look back on my leadership skills today, 40 years later. I don't know, not quite 40 years. And I look back and I go, wow, those were the skills that Phil Groff taught me. You know what he was doing? He was empowering me. Legacy leadership. Think about it. The people who you have the ability to lead today, will they look back 10, 20 years from now and say, hey, I'm glad I had the privilege and the honor and the respect to be able to spend time with Shep as my leader. Wow. So leave a legacy. Leave a legacy. Love it. Love it. Mark, this is why we call this Amazing Business Radio, because this has been an amazing interview. So much content. I can't even begin. I mean, uh, just this last segment alone was worth the price of admission, but I love your 10 uh, traits. I think we can all pull from that. I'd like to think that every one of us has all 10 of those in us. And then, of course, the the examples you gave at the beginning of the uh, conversation where you talked about Southwest Airlines, Chick-fil-A as role models in the world of, of leadership. Thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, again, can't appreciate you enough. You're a great dude. For those that don't have it, they should pick it up. It's called High Profit Selling, available on Amazon? Amazon. And, of course, check out the website, thesaleshunter.com. Thesaleshunter. Thesaleshunter.com. Mark Hunter in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Shep Hyken on Amazing Business Radio on the CBS Play It Network, reminding you, always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.